3: Put your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork.
2: Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show, where we have a fascinating guest today, Marcus Valdez. Good morning, Tom. morning. How are you doing? are
4: you? I'm barely awake.
2: Yeah, hey, uh, me too. <laughs> me too. I start off the show by reading from uh, a psalm out of the Bible, so I'm going to start that one Uh psalm 81 sing aloud to the god of our strength make a joyful noise unto the god of jacob take a psalm and bring hither the timbrel the pleasant harp with the psaltery blow up the trumpet on the new moon in the time appointed on our solemn feast day for this was a statute for israel and a law of the god of jacob so it's easter weekend Uh, we observe the death and resurrection of christ during this weekend and uh it's a time for family and people to be together and that sort of thing and so um you know when when we uh are together as family we think about good food and we think about places to eat and uh marcos is the owner of poppy's mexican restaurant and bar uh it's a fairly recent um thing to come into town it's only been open a year right
4: actually close to nine months nine months nine months
2: and uh you know um we know marcos from a long time because we were he previously worked at another establishment and uh our children uh he saw our children grow up um and and get uh, uh, become uh, young adults from babies. And uh, he's been uh, involved in the food service business for a long time. But Marcos, I want to know b- before uh, we get into that, I'd like to know a little bit about your background and and how you came to America and the different things that you've done and and those sorts
4: of things. Well, Tom, before I say anything, I wanna thank you for having me in your show. Oh, good. You don't know, but this is kinda like a dream come true. Really? I'm gonna tell you why. When I was little, when I was around eight, uh, well, I usually refer to that age because that's the age when I became aware of myself, in the sense that um, a good friend of my father passed away, and that's when I realized that we are just in transit here Mm -hmm. and that when you're gone, you're gone. And that brought me to think, okay, I have to take care of myself and things like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, at that age, uh, my father, we were very poor, very, very poor. Not American poor, but Mexican poor, yeah. which is very poor. Uh-huh. Uh, but he found somewhere a beaten up radio that he put together with rubber bands and tape, and uh, he carried it around, and that was kind of like a window to whatever was happening in the city. And we used to listen to radio all the time. Really? Yes, and he used to carry it, when he was in the house, he used to carry it with himself like you would carry your iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Transistor radio. Yes,
4: yes, oh. and he's, he played with it all the time because all the time it went just off because it was an old, beaten thing. Uh, but anyway, radio was great. Mm-hmm. And never in my life I thought that I would be doing radio. <laughs> and thank you for having me, Tom. It's, it's an honor, it's a dream. Thanks for having me seriously.
2: Well, it it's it's my honor and uh I want to know a little bit about where in Mexico you came from and uh what led you to come to the US and sure. that kind of thing.
4: Okay, well, uh I am from Córdoba. Córdoba is my hometown, my state. What's it called? Córdoba.
2: Córdoba. Yeah. C-O-R-D-O-V-A.
4: C-O-R-D-O-V-A. V-A, yes. Yeah. Um, so that's my hometown. It's a city more or less about the same population as Lexington, but in a smaller area. So it's, we're all clumped together there. Yeah. Uh, and that's in Veracruz. Veracruz is my state. And it's yeah. a state that runs along the Gulf of Mexico, like in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Right. right? Um, we're from there, very hot and humid and and nice. Uh, and then, well, I was saying that we were poor. Uh, my father passed away when I was 16, mm-hmm. and we were poor before with him. Without him, we were even worse, right? Yeah. And but my mother was, you know, this person who fights and fights and fights for her children. Yes, we were seven, and uh, in a year after my father uh, died she was invited to come to United States to somebody offer her a job. So, uh, I'm the oldest of my seven siblings, so I was mm-hmm. 17 then. Uh, so, you know, with crying and everything, she came over because mm-hmm. she left us and I was in, left in charge. Um, and she uh, became, she started working, we started to see a little bit of money because now she was able to make a better living mm-hmm. uh, for us. Um, and then um, she met Donald Patrick Campbell, uh, her husband, mm-hmm. and, uh, and everything started to change for us. Uh, they married, and they were able to bring my uh, younger siblings, I mm-hmm. still stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got married very young, and mm-hmm. then by age 30, that's when I came to the United States, through mm-hmm. them, they applied mm-hmm. for me. Uh, And I've been here since... uh, Actually, I was 32, I'm sorry. Uh, Mm. So I've been here for 20 years. 20 years. Yes, we love Lexington. Uh, My mother loves Lexington. We both are Mm. gonna die here. Mm -hmm. We love it here. People are wonderful. Such like yourself and your (laughs) family.
2: (laughs) Right. So you came to Lexington. uh, You went to work in a restaurant. as a as a waiter mm-hmm. and uh, that's where we got to know you. Uh yes. and you've gotten to know our, our children for yes. many years. Mm-hmm. And uh um we've uh had a good time with you.
4: <laughs> we still do Tom. Yes, yes. We still do. And I love when your children come to see us and see me and at the restaurant and it's just yeah it's an honor see them grow and become the Beautiful
2: people about the yard. Yeah. Yeah. Hey oh.
1: Tom, I want to get yeah. into the story about poppies. Okay, I mean, that's let's that's
2: take a- let's take our break first and then we'll get into that.
1: That'll be perfect.
2: Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Depree show, News Radio six thirty WLAP.
3: We need to know what's going on. Mission bribery
4: scandal. Cases of measles. Tax returns. Want to be informed.
3: Crisis at the border. Child
0: separation. The full report. Check in and catch up. All of the information every day
5: for everyday life.
0: News Radio six thirty. W L A P.
2: Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it, a financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Uh, We're visiting this morning with Marcos Valdez, and we're hearing about his story, uh, about how he came to America from a very poor family in Mexico, uh, has been here for 20 years, and now has his own restaurant uh, called Poppy's. Elizabeth, you wanted to ask him uh, a question.
1: Well, you know the thing that about Marcos that that makes him really unique, and and Poppy's unique is his approach to customer service. And when you were at the previous restaurant, when we, I mean, the hustle and the going, and it was as if you were an owner. Then you've always thought like a business owner, I think.
4: Well, um, thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Elizabeth. Yes, well. You know, my customers uh, became my friends almost immediately. And I knew then that, you know, your people are there to get a service, mm-hmm. right? And we must provide it. And that's what I was doing, I was providing it. But also I was making very good friends, like you guys, I met you there. And I've been in the restaurant business and for a long time. Would you like to know since when I started? Yes. I started when I was eight. Really? Yes. Uh, That's another story I'm gonna tell you real quick. So my father uh, in Mexico, he was uh, uh, having a hard time holding a job because he had epilepsy, Mm. right? So like every month he would have a few episodes, two or three usually, like within a month. And uh, so it was safe for him to, uh, he started doing banquets. Uh, that's what he was doing because that way he could only work on the weekends. And he needed somebody to watch over him. So I am his oldest, so he took me with him all the time. So that's when I started to see how, you know, to, you take care of people, you make people happy, and they usually reward you, right? Uh, so that's when I started. By age 13, I uh, started working as a bus boy at a restaurant. And then by age 16, I was a server. By age 20, I was the manager of the food and beverage uh, department in that restaurant. It was a fancy hotel restaurant. So I have a very good idea of what service, service and titles mm-hmm. I think I know. And at some point I was doing it because it was providing, uh, you know, uh, An income Mm -hmm. but then uh, it hit me that you have to enjoy what you're doing and and I try to enjoy it I do enjoy it Mm -hmm. and it makes a big difference Uh, and you provide that service it's a pleasure to you to provide that service and that's what it is to me and that's what I'm trying to convey at my restaurant right now yes
1: well you can tell it's a pleasure I mean it's (laughs) and um, I don't think that you can fake that you know, I think you've really got to, to have it in your heart, um, how much you love doing what you do and how much you love your customers. Um, now, when did you decide that you wanted to have your own
4: spot? Well, I decided when I was like 16. Yeah. <laughs> really? But that was a pipe dream, seriously, I, because I was in Mexico. And in Mexico, it's very hard to set up your own business out of nothing, Uh, because I didn't, obviously we were poor, I didn't have money to do it or anything. Uh, but once I came here and I started working and I was able to see that in America you actually can fulfill the American dream if you work hard and you make friends and things like that. Uh, and I was very lucky. I've been looking for a few years for a spot that I could afford and I really couldn't afford much. Uh, Luckily I found this spot. The rent is reasonable and uh, it came with all the furniture and everything Mm. and equipment. So that was great because I didn't have to invest on that. So I was very lucky finding this place but I found it because I usually make friends all the time. So I made friends with this person who sells uh, food to restaurants so when he saw the, the spot and he knew that i was looking he immediately told me and i went i talked and i got it and i'm there now
1: well and and that certain place is uh, on euclid avenue above charlie brown's yes. um in chevy chase hmm. and correct. And what's interesting is it, it, it's been a Mexican restaurant, that particular spot, for many, many years. Um, there was one spot, Rincon's was there for some time, and then there were several other restaurants that came and went in that spot. And I was lucky. And well, not only were you lucky, but the the point of the story is, there was something that they didn't accomplish, you know, whether it was good service, whether it was good food or whatever, but in the short nine months that that you've been there, um, we go on a regular basis, uh, and Marcos will come up and say, uh, "Last night we had the, a record night," and I'm thinking, "Well, I'm so happy for Marcos," but um, that record night was probably what an hour wait or something. <laughs> so, yes. So, so you are mm-hmm. you you are getting it right. The food's great. The service is great, and. Um, that's Thank you. all. To, well, you know, I'd call it as a see it. <laughs> Thanks.
2: What, uh, there's, um, you've got some reviews here. Uh, this woman says uh, she had celiac disease and she tried poppies on recommendation of a local gluten free group. It was not your typical Mexican restaurant, it was delicious. The staff is very knowledgeable about celiacs there are many gluten-free options. Now many people like to sort of skip the gluten and and that kind of thing. How do you um blend the um making good food with um trying not to include the gluten?
4: Well, um I've been using the word lucky many times uh, Mm -hmm. because I really consider myself lucky, or blessed and blessed. Uh, So I have the gluten intolerance myself. Oh, you do? Yes. So one day, uh, and it's been a lucky thing to have because uh, that allows me to know what it takes uh, for me to cater to people who have the same issue. Mm so uh, I have in the kitchen, I used to have in the kitchen a pan that was only for me, so nobody could touch it but me, because that's where I usually cook my food, same as in home. Uh, but one day a customer came and he started telling me that he had the, the issue with the gluten, and I said, "Oh no problem. I'm going to take care of you because I have the same problem and I know what you need and etc." and uh so that customer ate he was happy and he left and he gave us a review on a gluten-free uh, lexington mm-hmm. facebook page that there is and uh and it went from there a lot of people learned about that and they're coming right. to the restaurant but the funny thing is that mexican food is just naturally gluten-free it is we don't need, really use that much flour uh yeah. at all uh, in the later years, we started to incorporate a little bit of the uh, wheat in our diet, but mm. traditional food usually doesn't doesn't use wheat. Uh, so that's something that uh, I'm lucky too. Yeah. Uh, so I used to, at the beginning. I used to have a small area for to cook things that had uh, flour. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not flour. But then I switched my kitchen. Now it's a small area for things with uh, flour, like burritos or quesadillas, Mm -hmm. and most of my kitchen is safe for me and for those people who have that issue. Uh, And we just follow our recipes. That's what we're doing, and our recipes don't call for wheat, we don't use it. And even when Mm -hmm. it needs to be used, we use an alternative. And so we don't sacrifice flavor or quality. Right.
1: One of the things that she told me Marcus which and I have gluten I shouldn't have gluten but I sometimes do but um is that even frying the chips in separate Trust oil Right because the the chimichangas go into the fryer yeah. and so if you put the chips where the chimichangas that can affect people that have You've even yeah. thought of things like well you obviously cuz you have the the issue as well. But um you know that the the, overall I think that your food and and my boys have also said there's something it's just fresher it's not as fatty it just is better it's not your normal Mexican restaurant not
2: greasy sound (laughs) right
1: right and and I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was that really made everything taste better but the the boys said it it just it's it's fresher and cleaner
4: well um One of the things that uh, are making a difference for me is that my mom, my mother, she was a chef in Mexico and she was a chef in here too, in the United States. Uh, So she knows about food.
1: And she helps you a whole lot. she supervises
4: my recipes. Right. And wherever she comes, she always makes a comment. Marcos, the rice needs this or that, or whatever, whatever it is. She can pinpoint uh, food differences just like that then uh, she supervises my recipes and she actually makes uh, two or three of my salsas there is a uh, this complicated sauce to make that's called mole it's not really complicated it's hard labor to make uh, it's called mole and it's a traditional Mexican sauce uh, that we usually use in Mexico to celebrate weddings or things like that in in up in the country, they usually, there will be mole served. Because it is so labor intensive, it's yes. a special occasion yes. thing. It's, but they, it's got chocolate in it, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. What they do in Mexico, they, uh, in you know, up in the country, the little town get together, all the ladies, and they, one cooks one part, and the other one, the other one, and so on. It's a team effort. Uh, and it has about 20-some ingredients, uh, including a touch of chocolate, but it's not a sweet sauce. It's got uh, plantain banana raisins, uh, a blend of different peppers. Uh, it's not a sweet sauce, but it's got a lot of flavor. And she makes that, but she supervises my other recipes. So um, we try to do good with
2: good.
1: Yeah, that's great.
2: We're, we're talking with uh, Marcos Valdez, and uh, we will continue to do so when we come back from our break. You're listening to the tom dupree show it's news radio 630 wlap
5: before you commit to buying any other crossover you must check out the all-new 2019 cadillac xt4 crossover xt4 is stunning in and out featuring modern amenities advanced technology and segment leading rear leg room and knee clearance for backseat passengers with xt4 you don't have to settle at quantrell spec and price yours out with the exact features you want at a price you're willing to pay And here's the best part, X-T4 starts at only $35,960 at Quantrell Cadillac.
0: He's on meds too. Call 800-555-1509. 800-555-1509.
3: Today marks a solemn anniversary, 20 years since the Columbine High School shootings that killed 12 fellow students and a teacher. Last night, the community held a vigil, and Bailey Rosier was there and was in the second grade, she says, when the attack happened, but she says it's shaped her life.
1: It makes it not like such like like an empty or upsetting or like sad feeling. It's more of like like a deep impact instead of like a hollow feeling for everyone like that lived here. Cause you can't ever forget that day, like no matter how young you were.
3: A remembrance ceremony will take place later today. Democratic leaders rejecting an offer by the Attorney General's office for a limited number of congressional members to see portions of the unredacted Mueller report on Russia. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler, issuing a subpoena Friday for the full unredacted report, saying all members of Congress need to see it in order for them to do their jobs. Severe storms cutting a path from Florida to New England. It includes reports of heavy rains and winds and flash flooding. Michelle Franz and ABC News.
0: It is a dreary and chilly day here across the Bluegrass for your Saturday. The overcast skies will continue and scattered showers will remain likely. Temperature-wise, it's chilly out there. Highs are only going to top out in the low to mid-40s. As we get into tonight, a few showers remain a possibility. The good news is conditions drought late tonight. The bad news is it's on the colder side as lows drop off into the mid to upper 30s. For your official weather station News Radio 630 WLAP, I'm WKYT meteorologist Chris Johnson. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station.
5: The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration has announced National Prescription Drug Take Back Day on April 27th. Take back day is something the DEA does every spring and fall. It gives Americans an actionable way to combat the rising opioid problem that's sweeping the nation by safely turning in expired unused or unwanted prescription pills. According to the Centers for Disease Control, sales of prescription opioids in the U.S. nearly quadrupled in the last 15 years. Safely disposing of unwanted pills prevents them from falling into the wrong hands and feeding an epidemic that kills more Americans than car accidents. Avoid medications from becoming lost, stolen, or misplaced. Clean out your medicine cabinet or anywhere you keep unwanted pills and turn them in at a designated DEA drop-off on April 27th from 10 until 2 p.m. DEATAKEBACK.COM says this year's event will include over 5,000 collection sites across the country. Enter your zip code at DEATAKEBACK.COM to find the nearest site or call 800-882-9539.
2: The new FN 509 mid-size 9mm pistol is now part of FN's legendary concealed carry lineup, and it is a natural fit. With its smaller grip frame, modeled after the battle-proven million rounds tested FN 509, The FN 509 midsize comes with two 15 round magazines and naturally improves concealability. Available at your local firearms dealer. FN, the world's most battle proven firearms.
0: 630 WLAP.
2: Back on the Tom Dupree show with Marcos Valdez, owner of Poppy's Mexican restaurant. Marcos, in addition to um, doing the restaurant, you also uh, coach chess at the Lexington School. Yes. And tell me about that's interesting because chess is a very difficult game. Uh, It's difficult to win and do well, extremely well over time. Tell me about how you got into coaching chess and to uh, helping uh, young people learn this game.
4: Well, um, I have a son, my youngest, Anthony. He is uh, 13 now, uh, and he's attending the Lexington School. And at some point a few years ago, they didn't have a coach, the coach who – they had uh, his son graduated and left the school. So they didn't have a coach, and I was helping him. So they offered me to do it, and I, I did it. I've been doing it for the last uh, three years, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, chess is a game that I really love. I'm not really that good at it, but I know the rules, and I know what it takes, and things like that. Uh,
2: but When did you learn chess?
4: I learned when I was around 16. Mm-hmm. I went out with my friends one night to a coffee place, and somebody had a chess set, and mm-hmm. somebody invited me uh, or challenged me to a match. And I only knew how to move the pieces. I didn't know what it took to the actual game. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, uh, he beat me really bad, <laughs> and made a couple comments that uh, hurt my pride. Yeah. And I'm very competitive. Uh, So I went home and the next day I went to the library and I got me some books and I start to try to understand the game more deeply. And I read and practiced by myself for a year. Really? About a year. And then we went out again uh, with that group of friends and I was having a chess set under my arm because I wanted to challenge Uh, my friend Mm -hmm. and I did and I beat him did you really bad yeah like by move six I knew that he had nothing yeah (laughs) Uh, so uh, and but I I used to admire people who play chess then and once I knew a little more I keep playing on and off during the years, mm-hmm. so when I was offered uh, at the Lexington School to do it, I was happy to do it. Um, I love teaching kids. Before that, I coached soccer for. Uh, I we had a team, also with Anthony, my son, and I find out that I love teaching things to kids. Yeah, and uh, so when the chess. Uh, came along mm-hmm. i did it and we're doing it and it's just a pleasure to see uh younger kids uh with their minds at work mm-hmm. you see their eyes moving all the chessboard uh and, and you can just guess what's going through their mind and it's wonderful when they find a really good play or when they might a blunder or things like that it, yeah it's something that i like a lot I think you're
1: being really modest, too, because you've coached some of these very bright children through some incredibly difficult tournaments to to win tournaments, so to say that you don't know if you're great at it, I'm not buying it.
4: Well, as a chess player, I am decent. Uh, That's what I'm trying to say. But when you're teaching them uh, to play chess, in this case, or I could guess anything else, you become more like a cheerleader. When they do something right, you applaud them and you make them feel good about themselves so they can do it again. And when they are down because they lost or whatever, you become their mom and you console them and you Mm -hmm. say, don't worry, it's just a game, things like that. Um, And most of my kids, they're just wonderful in their own right. Uh, they come to the school and they or, some of them they already know how to play and some of them don't and the ones that don't that, that are the ones that we teach them how but uh, I mean they're 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 the ones who do the effort and the thinking and the everything I'm just they're cheerleader, babysitter and parent sometimes.
1: And that's also what makes you a good boss because I think you treat your weight staff the same way. You cheer them on, you teach them, you you know, it's a, a of course, different skill set, but it sort of relates back to the same trait that you have. Yes,
4: yes, you're, you're right. I never thought it that way, but you're right. Yes, I just try for them to succeed because if they succeed, we all succeed. Absolutely. Right
2: um when you're when you're using chess uh as a way to um look at life so to speak uh there are certain moves that you make that that can translate into business also uh perhaps you know uh you see things coming and you try to anticipate them those sorts of things have you ever thought about that
4: uh yes <laughs> chess is really like life yeah. You can have your best plan. And you, uh, something funny in chess is that if you think, well, I'm going to move this and then I'm going to move that and then I'm going to go here and mm-hmm. then I'm going to do this other thing, that's your plan. Yeah. But you have to take into consideration the other player, right? Right. In this case, the other player, or in business, the other player is life yeah. or other businesses. Um, so you can know. Uh, calculate like that. You have to take into consideration what other things could happen. And mm. even when you do your best ca- calculations, you never know. That's right. right. Uh, because in life, is like that. Uh, so you always have to take into consideration what you're going to do, but also what the other person is going to do or what life is going to do. Mm. And it's hard sometimes, but yes. at least you go with your best guess and you go with your God or with your knowledge. And you have a strategy, and you have a strategy, yes, yes, and sometimes you lose a piece, an important piece, and maybe you don't do well in your business or whatever it is, but uh you must shake it off and keep on going.
2: Have you always had this positive attitude about things, even when you were back in Mexico before you came to the u s
4: well okay so i have a positive attitude i didn't know that but well it
2: it it sounds like it
4: you know what Uh, i was telling you at the beginning of the show that uh, i used to be with my father all the time uh, when i was little because i had to watch over his uh, epilepsy right Mm -hmm. and that teaches you something or that teach me something Uh, you have to make decisions really quick sometimes even at a young age and you made the best of it. I mean, you that's, that's all you can do. Yeah. Uh, now I realize that when we, I was little, we were poor, but we didn't know, mm-hmm. right? So, but we had happiness. Uh, right. That's something that we could have. It doesn't matter how poor you are. And right. I've been trying to bring that along my whole life with me. Uh, there is always a positive in every situation. And if there is not, at least there is the positive that you will learn a lesson from whatever situation. Right. Right.
2: That's interesting. It's very good. Thanks, Tom. A lot of people uh, don't see things that way. Marcos, uh, if you just now started to listen to us, um, we're talking with Marcos Valdez, who's the owner of Poppy's Mexican Restaurant and Bar. And uh Poppy's is located at uh what's the eight
4: one eight Euclid Avenue.
2: Uh, Euclid Avenue in uh in Lexington. And uh
4: Charlie
1: Brown's right, That's above Charlie Brown's.
2: Brown. Amazingly well por- I'm looking at some of the reviews. Uh amazingly well prepared food. I had the Adobo de Puerco. The meat was very tender and flavorful in its peppery red sauce with garlic noticeable but not overwhelming. The black beans, rice, even the tortillas were cut above. To top it all, the service was impressively attentive and fast. We were seated almost immediately. Snappy service was obviously something trained in. Uh, This is all very good stuff. It reflects well for you. Example, as our chips got about half empty, we were enjoying the salsa and guacamole, leaving only smaller chips. Our waitress noticed and went to get more for us. Marcos noticed the same thing, picked up our basket, but the next basket of chips was already being set down by our server. We had full-size chips and under a minute of the last big chip being eaten. There was nothing that I wanted from the experience that I didn't get. Great place, great people running it. Bud B., that's a wonderful compliment for you.
4: Yes, we are very, very lucky and very blessed. We have wonderful customers. We're in Chevy Chase. Uh, we've been very supportive by the uh, neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And when I took this location, I wasn't so sure. Uh, I took it because I wanted to do something better than I was mm-hmm. doing. Uh, but it was it was really a blessing because uh, that neighborhood is great. Those, yeah. uh, every single friend now and customer, they're great. They're very nice. They, I just love it there.
1: Well, that That's comment cool. too, I, I, what I love most about that particular comment is it really encompasses the yeah. essence of poppies. From the food to the service to your obvious imprint on your, your waitstaff, it, it says it all. I mean, the, the, that is, right. it really, really sums up the whole Poppy experience and what you set out sort of as a prototype to accomplish, too, I think.
4: Yes, well, you're right. And I really appreciate that comment. I, I need to read my uh, my comments because Re- I haven't read your reviews. My, <laughs> my reviews. Um, There's so many good ones. Yes, yeah. I need to sit down and read them. I haven't had time lately. Uh, we've been very busy. Um, but you know what, sometimes people go to places and they enjoy themselves and everything, and and when I say that we're very blessed and very lucky is because in this case they're taking the time to write a review for you, and I do that every once in a while, but I don't do it that often. And. S- what a great thing for people to do, you know, go to a place, enjoy themselves, and then transmit that to others. Write a nice review. Yes, well, and you, you have know, to
1: make a awesome. huge impression. I think it has to be an exceptional, either exceptionally bad experience, <laughs> or an exceptionally good experience, to move somebody to write
2: To review or re-
1: to go to a site and write. And then I'm sure there are some people that just they really enjoy doing that as well. So yes. if they find something good, they want to share it, but. um
2: Okay, let's go to a break here. It's the Tom Dupree show. We're speaking with Marcos Valdez. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.
3: he need to know what's going on. Admission bribery scandal. Cases of measles. Tax returns. Want to be informed.
5: Crisis at the
3: border. Child separation. The full
0: report. Check in and catch up. All of the information. Every day.
5: For everyday life.
0: News Radio 630 WLAP.
2: Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Depree Financial Group at 859 233 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Depree Financial Group at 859 2 Three
0: three zero four hundred
2: six thirty WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree show. Marcos Valdez is our guest and uh, I can't explain how much uh, of an effect he's had on our life when 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 I think about how many times I went to the former restaurant where he was, and just saw him for so much of the time of our children growing up, it makes me so happy to know that he's got a place of his own now. Poppy's Mexican Restaurant, that's in Chevy Chase. Elizabeth, why don't you talk to him and ask him about some of the menu items that he has on uh, on the, on sale?
1: On sale. Yeah. At- uh, well, the, the we were talking during the break. I I get stuck on the same thing, and <laughs> yes, uh, the chicken soup is absolutely it's it's. We usually go on Sunday nights, and um, it just is a great cap off to to a weekend. And um, but every time I branch out, it kind of flips everybody out, <laughs> you know, on the wait yeah. they well, "What is she doing?" <laughs> um, and Another thing that uh, and Tom gets, what is that that Tom the, the queso, que queso
4: flameado or queso fundido?
1: And explain what that is
4: that's uh, that's chihuahua cheese and it's a uh, full of flavor cheese uh, that melts really well. And uh, so we melt it and then we top it off with some uh, poblano peppers and chorizo, and then so you get this little uh. Clay pot with that, with the cheese and the chorizo and the poblanos, and you get tortillas on the side, and you get a little pico de gallo. So you're supposed to grab it with your fork and make yourself a taco. It's not a dip in cheese. Uh, Although you know, I do dip chips, and I sneak some from Tom.
1: Uh, I sneak across, and you know I get the stink eye because he doesn't like me getting into <laughs> any of his cheese. Yes. But uh, yeah, it, and it's a, it's a really flavorful. You know it's not like a queso it's more um, it's more dense yes yeah it's got a very good
4: flavor it's not stringy though
1: it it's uh, yeah it's an interesting thing Um, and the you know the traditional fajitas but one of the things that I'd love for you to tell us about is your mother has come up with a lot of these recipes and you told a story one time that you were so exhausted and you just gotten home at night. We're getting ready to settle in, and your mother called and said she was locked out of the restaurant, <laughs> and you had to get up and go let her in because she was going
4: in to make, yes. you know, some of her special sauces. Exactly. Well, we have a, a puppy's has a small kitchen, right? So um, my mother makes some of my sauces. So she doesn't like to be in the way, so she usually comes very early or late. So that night, that particular night, I was running out of mole sauce, which is the hard to make sauce. And- uh, That's the
1: celebration sauce you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh,
4: So it was a long day. I am getting home. I'm parking, I'm pulling in the uh, driveway. And then she calls me and she's like, well, I'm at Papi's and nobody's here. And I say, well, mama, I already closed and I'm getting home. And she's like, well, I need to make mole because we were running low. So I said, "Don't worry, I'm I'm on my way back." So I had to go back, and once I'm there, I'm not gonna leave her by herself doing mole. So I had to stay a couple hours with her and and do it, which was great because I never seen how mole is made and things like that.
1: Or how labor intensive it was and how much love yes. she puts in yes.
4: the whole yes. the whole process. So yeah. and we spent a couple good mom son hours, uh, so it was it was good. Um, I could rest later.
1: Yeah, right. It was well, a great night. It, I it, I know how tired you get because I mean, Marcos. Hustles. I've seen him sprint across the restaurant. I'm never really sure where you're running
4: or why you're running, but, <laughs> but, but you're 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 moving. Sometimes you're... I'm just moving fast to pretend that I'm busy. Oh, stop it! <laughs>
1: I don't believe that either. Um, and what else? What else is a specialty um, that maybe I've missed that I need to try? The fish tacos are wonderful.
4: Okay, on the same on the same uh, meat fish. We have uh this fish called pescado veracruzano. Veracruz is my estate, so the fish gets the name from my estate. And it's a uh, everybody in Mexico Is in, it the
2: Wachinanga fish?
4: It could be guachinango. I don't use Wachinango, I use uh sue fish, it's a mild flavor. Not exactly like Wachinango. Uh Huachinango is red snapper. Yeah. Uh but uh kind of similar, it's mild. So we lightly bread that fish. Uh, And when I say bread, I'm using the word bread, but we don't use wheat, we use corn. Just just trying to look up for uh, people with uh, the the celiac disease. Uh, So we uh, bread it lightly with uh, corn flour, and then we pan fry it uh, once it's crispy and everything. We cover it with a sauce that we make with bell pepper, onion, tomato, olives, a few herbs, a little bit of white wine, so you get this very flavorful sauce and you put it on top of the fish. No, oh, my really mouth good. is what, that sounds yeah, so that's good. Sounds good. You yeah. should try it next time. Yeah,
1: it's, it sounds great. Now that's an interesting point though, the breading, uh, is most of your breading corn-based?
4: It's or does all of my breading is corn-based.
1: And so people, if they, they do have like the gluten issue, did they need to mention it to their server just to, ma- just to uh, make sure everything's eliminated, but for mm-hmm. the most part, yes. that's kind of the way you're
4: structured. Is it yeah, less exactly.
1: flour-based yes. and
4: more corn-based? I, I used to have a big uh, thing of flour. I gave it to one of the cooks and she took it home because <laughs> uh, I didn't want it in the restaurant. Uh, and again, uh, Mexican food is just naturally gluten free. So uh, we're just doing what we have to.
1: Well, and yeah. I, I don't think that that's probably something a lot of people don't realize. I, yeah. I, it, I certainly
4: it did was, not. I mean, I tried. Something to I do don't it. realize. Yeah. A few people do it uh, because they're on diets. Uh, but most people that come to the restaurant, when they mention it, it's because they have the issue. and And I have the issue. So.
1: Well, and that's what—that's another one of those things that makes you unique.
4: That's correct.
2: Yeah. Yes, Marcos. It's just such a such a blessing be, to be able to be with you uh, today, and uh, this
1: early in the morning. Yeah, this
2: early in the morning. Yeah, I'm I'm wanting my uh, queso fundido right now.
4: I'll have it ready for you. <laughs>
2: okay, we'll have to come today. Uh, but since we can't come tomorrow.
4: Uh,
1: they're closed oh, yeah. on Easter. That's right. Yeah. We need to, after we've got everybody all hopped up about poppies, <laughs> we
2: need to make sure
1: and tell them that yeah. you're not open tomorrow night. Not
2: open tomorrow night.
1: He's going to spend time with his extensive family in yes. Lexington. Right. And they do the same thing on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because. Family is important. Family is very
4: important. Yes. The one thing how, how,
1: many, how many of you are there in Lexington? How many of your family members that like a number total?
4: Uh, When we get together, if we're only counting Lexington, we're about in between 15 and 20.
1: That's a good
4: number. Uh, Sometimes my uh, mom's husband, Danny, his uh, sisters would come over and then we become... Even more. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes my two brothers who live in Ohio, they come over and then... Yeah, we have big family.
1: Well, when you have six brothers and sisters like you do, it doesn't yes. take long to get up to
4: Yes, a pretty good number. And everybody have kids, so yeah, it's it's a big family.
2: You know what I'm I'm so touched by is how you're representing the American dream. Uh when you think of going from where you were to now owning your own business in the US, it's a fascinating story.
4: It is uh something that Lately, uh, it has hit me a couple times, uh, so I'm going to go back to when I was eight, and uh, there were some nights in my house, I said and I am going to keep on insisting, well, it's the truth, uh, that we were very poor, and quite often our dinner was uh, bean taco, or <clears throat> bean tacos, Uh, Just make refried beans, Put my mom always managed to scramble a few coins here and there and buy a little bit of cheese Mm -hmm. So refried beans a little bit of cotija cheese and in a taco and that was our dinner sometimes Uh, It didn't matter if you wanted more or you were still hungry or whatever that was it, right? Mm -hmm. so sometimes I mean I'm in puppies and and I'm like, well, I can order whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> what a treat. Uh, Amazing. So I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. And I love the American dream. Thank, Thank you. Me. You
1: know what, Marcos? You've made your own luck. Go, Please go to Poppy's and give it a try. Yeah. Go to Over
4: Poppy's
2: Mexican restaurant. You will not be Stoms. disappointed.
4: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Your show—it's a pleasure being part of your life, your kids' life. Yeah, uh, it's been an honor knowing you guys. Thanks. Seriously, the honors all We've ours. been listening
2: to Marcos Valdez. Stay with us for another hour. It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP.